Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security and tech-focused podcast that looks at the ideas, patterns, and models that help you thrive in a changing world. All right, welcome to episode 370. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security, GoDaddy has suffered a multi-year security breach in which attackers stole source code and installed malware on its servers. The company believes the breach is part of a larger campaign by a sophisticated threat actor targeting hosting services. And previous breaches for GoDaddy were disclosed in November of 2021 and March of 2020 are also linked to this campaign, which has affected over 1.2 million customers. And they've got an SEC filing on this. Anisa, which is the European Cyber Security Agency, is warning that multiple Chinese APTs are attacking European targets. They include APT27, APT30, Kachang, Gallium, and Mustang Panda. And all of them have been tied to China's PLA or some form of Chinese government. Quote, recent operations pursued by these actors focused mainly on information theft, primarily via establishing persistent footholds within the network infrastructure of organizations of strategic relevance, end quote. Oakland ransomware. So Oakland, California is still dealing with a ransomware attack that hit them last week. They haven't said how much the ransom is or how severe the damages are, but they're working with law enforcement on addressing the scope and impact. But 9-11, not 9-11, 9-1-1 still seems to be functioning. So a new version of headless Chrome is much harder to detect as headless. You can still detect it using JavaScript inspection, but the Fingerprint itself is quite clean. Police in Oak Brook, Illinois are using devices that fire GPS starts at vehicles. You can mount the device to the front of a car or you can carry it in your hand and fire it from, you know, handheld position. And it fires a GPS tracker at a moving or stationary vehicle and reduces the need to engage in dangerous high-speed chases. Now that I've seen this, I'm surprised we didn't have this before. Nuclear inspectors in Iran have discovered uranium in the country that's been enriched up to 84% purity, which is right below what's needed, which is 90% for nuclear weapons. And Iranian officials responded that they've gone no higher than 60%. So they are denying that they're at 84% in some places. And Fortinet has released patches for 40 issues in FortiWeb, FortiOS, FortiNAC, and FortiProxy. Got a few tools here. SemGrepper, a burp extension that runs SemGrep rules within burp's passive scanner. You can include your own rules via files or directories and define your own scopes where they apply. Love me some SemGrep and burp. So great combination. Hopefully this comes to Zap as well. Ghidra Golf. Ghidra Golf is reverse engineering forensics. Capture the flag event with focus on Ghidra script development. So the contestants goal in addition to solving traditional reverse engineering challenges is to develop Ghidra scripts to identify, parse, decrypt, decode, or otherwise accomplish a specific reverse engineering task. That is cool. Reverse engineering CTFs. It's kind of like the CTF at DEF CON, actually. Legitify. This tool here will detect and remediate misconfiguration and security and compliance issues across all your GitHub and GitLab assets. Pbomb.dev is an open framework for releasing secure products. It's like MITRE ATT&CK, but for supply chain. 
Sublime Security. So congrats to my buddy, Josh Kamjow, whose company Sublime Security just emerged from stealth via TechCrunch. And what they basically do is they take an open platform and detection as code approach to email security, kind of similar to Nuclei or SimGrep. Congrats to Josh. And Paul Seacamp uh, shows how to do directory and parameter brute force at the same time using Fuff and your favorite word lists. And my buddy Joseph Thacker, uh, also known as Res Zero, just put out a great blog post on hacking with GPT. He talks about the ideal task for AI uh, in a security context, in a hacking context, and uh, gives multiple use cases of doing that. Technology. Amazon is telling corporate workers they need to come to the office at least three days a week. And I see this as part of the return to the Alaskan fishing boat model for companies where the message is basically do it our way or go somewhere else, which is an expected reaction to overhiring and over-indexing on worker perks, benefits, and experiences, in my opinion. And right now the power is with corporations, with the managers and top performers. Kind of feels like mediocrity is no longer good enough. Which I guess is a good thing, but at the same time, you can go too far with it and you just become an asshole. And then nobody wants to work for you. And then the pendulum switch switches the other way and everyone over-indexes again on being nice to employees to attract them back. So I feel like this is just a seesaw thing, kind of like client server. Scott Galloway has some interesting analysis that says the layoffs actually weren't so bad if you consider how many people in tech have been hired in the last few years. So for example, Microsoft hired 77,000 people since the pandemic started, and they've only laid off, I think, 10,000, according to this article here. And Google hired like 67,000. They laid off like 12,000. Meta, 42K versus 11K. In other words, we're still way above the pre-pandemic numbers, not down. Meanwhile, Apple appears to be laying off hundreds of contractors, a couple different places reporting on this, which is uh, something they're actually good at and take pride in. They are happy to flex contractors to save FTE people. And I think this is an example of that. A company called Unstable Fusion is building tech to generate high quality AI porn. My question is what took so long? Or maybe uh, I'm just not looking for it, right? Um, I've always heard porn was like war in the sense that it basically invents all the new stuff. Honestly, I'm happy to see it though, because it brings us that much closer to DIY Hollywood where solo creators can come up with great stories like an anime and turn them into full movies. This is just images for now, but it'll be video before too long. And Amazon is seeing a ton of new books written by AI. A lot of people hate this, but I actually love it. AI is a tool in my opinion, just like a word processor. So ultimately we're trying to get ideas from one brain to another brain and like everything in between is just details and plumbing. Microsoft has a free data science for beginners course. It's a 10 week, 20 lesson course based out of Google code spaces that lets you build as you learn. Promptify.ai, a service that outsources AI prompts writing to others. So you just call their service for a particular task and it gives you the prompt and the result. And Linode is now Akamai Cloud. Linode, mm, actually Linode. I'm, I'm trying to change my pronunciation because it's not called Linux. So it's called Linux, therefore must be Linode. 
but there is no more Linode. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. It's now Akamai Cloud. Weird, but I will get used to it. Humans. Another study has shown a 58% increased risk of diabetes after COVID infection. A 2019 study shows that antibacterial mouthwash countered the blood pressure lowering effects of exercise. Evidently, it has to do with the bacteria in the mouth that somehow you need to be around if you're going to lower your blood pressure. Not quite sure, but interesting. Someone went all in on using Notion to manage their life. Dashboards for everything, health, fitness, work, tasks, education, everything. Insane blog post you got to check out. Remote work is costing Manhattan over $12 billion a year because people aren't going in. And actually, America's culture is booming. Really cool piece here on cultural optimism. Basically on how many new pieces of art and music are being created constantly. Tons of new videos. And I think the curmudgeons will be like, oh, yeah, but none of it's good. But everyone always says that. Everyone always says, like, the current stuff is not good. I don't believe it. I think uh, there is a lot of vibrant creation happening right now. Ideas and analysis. Major in humanity. Love this idea. So David Brooks, this is a, just a solid piece from him on what young people should major in to be resistant to AI. He talks about a distinct personal voice, presentation skills, childlike creativity, unusual worldviews, empathy, and situational awareness. Not sure I agree with all those, as many of them are also vulnerable to AI, but I like the premise of major in being human. I think the big one he forgot is making sure you're really good at using AI to do things. And kind of to the point, use AI to get good at being human. That's ultimately what we should be doing, right? All this AI and all this tech and all this connected and mobile and IOT, it should all disappear. It should be hidden by plants. It should be hidden by beautiful handmade furniture, right? It should disappear. You know, if we have a brain implant, fine, but we shouldn't see it. And it shouldn't be there all the time. Um, if we've got all this tech in our house, you shouldn't even be able to tell. And when you talk to the computer, it should just show up in your brain, or maybe you hear it audibly, or maybe you see it like going across your retina or something for like your AR or VR interface. But ultimately, it should be magnifying our humanity, not replacing it. So what's better for a bad manager to do? To be absent or to be a micromanager? This is a hard one. Obviously, neither is good and both are bad, but I think it depends on who is being managed. For me, micromanagement is super annoying, especially for talented and experienced workers, although some people see that attention as caring. But being absent, in my opinion, is even worse. It's the parenting equivalent of neglect. And both can cause attrition, but neglect probably does it faster. And curious to hear what you think is worse. So excited to be moving from Slack to Discord for the UL community. Um, a few of us in the community, including me, were quite reticent about this because Discord kind of gave us an icky feeling, like of being amateur and not pro enough. But it turns out we have way more features there than we ever had with Slack. And it feels like we own the community rather than just renting it. And uh, we're super excited. I, I'm actually loving it way more than Slack. I've got it tricked out, got themes applied and everything. It's fantastic. And can't wait to get fully migrated. The migration is happening quickly. And we're loving it. And here in the newsletter, we've got a link for active members to go and join. And you can also subscribe from there to join if you're not 
part of the community already. And the first episode of my practical AI series is getting close to dropping. This is a video series doing some finalization on tons of settings in Final Cut Pro and YouTube, but I'm about to hit record and ship this thing, hopefully this week. And the recommendation of the week, your state is your reality. Think about reality in terms of mental state and prioritize getting yourself into the ideal mental state above all else. Why? Because your state is your lens through which you see everything. If you haven't worked out in a few days, you've been overeating, haven't been sleeping well, and haven't invested in your relationships, you're going to be like a two to four on the scale of mental state. That means every single input that hits you throughout the day will be negative. Somebody's going on vacation, damn them. You need a vacation too, that's not fair. Your friend gets noticed for work they did, but you've done work as good or better and nobody noticed you. Books suck these days. Uh, why are people so shitty? Right? You have this negative outlook on every single little piece of input that hits you. And you're, you're being hit by thousands of pieces of input throughout the day. Right? So the difference is if you've been sleeping, you've been working out, you've been eating decently, you're talking to your loved ones and doing well in your projects. Now you're like a seven or a nine on the mental state. Now everyone's happiness is your happiness. Every obstacle is an opportunity. And you have excess optimism to offer to others. Your state is your reality. Make sure it's healthy. In the aphorism of the week, change your thoughts and you change your world. Change your thoughts and you change your world. Norman Vincent Peale. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.